Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. Well, we've had worse days, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, <fucking> <laughs> okay, let's just get straight into it. So, I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk, and joining me are Paul Natten and Ian Brown. So, boys, just like old times, that eh? Remember last year when I was complaining about us not stepping on the throat at 5 0 at Old Trafford? I got me wish today. So, how do we even start with that? Boys, that was such a mad one. That was, I mean, first of all, absolutely fucking brilliant. I mean, fucking hell, we just twatted the Manx 7 0. As it's so 7 0 at Anfield. It feels weird, no, not, it? not no. really. Not no. really. It is weird. It's a weird one. Like, me and Jules, um, when we when we met up just to walk back to the car after the game, were just a little bit like minds blown. In fact, I, I got to, I got to the spec where we normally where where we normally meet just to walk back down before Jules, it's normally the other way around. And I was just like laughing away to myself. That's all I was doing. And some some fella, some fella just walked past me, give me a slap on the back and said, Is right, mate, I know. And it's just <laughs> it's one of them, and it it's totally like it's it's totally mind blowing. It's like we witnessed we did witness history, boys. We witnessed mm-hmm. history tonight. That's yeah. something that I don't think anyone will ever see again. We absolutely battered the Manx. Battered them seven nil at Anfield and the context of the game just makes it all the more like bizarre, just totally bewildering. Mm. You know, the context of, of the season, sorry, rather than the game. You know, if you think about where we've been, where they've been, the narratives around one club in decline, another, another club in the ascendancy, it was just so unexpected. I mean, I think, going back to the last pod, I think, you, well, certainly you and I, uh, you were going to say 10-0, weren't you? Not remember. <laughs> I, God, I kind of talked you out of it. You, 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 <laughs> you, 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 were t- you were teeing me up, and I, I, I kind of backed down. I can't believe I backed down. <laughs> and no, to be fair, I didn't, I didn't expect that kind of scoreline. I did, I did say, and I felt, that Darwin was ready to really explode, and I talked about a hat-trick for Darwin, but I didn't think we got a clean sheet. I didn't think it would be like not just Darwin, but Cody and Mo. And then Bobby with the yeah. fucking icing on the cake. I, I just had no concept of all of that. Um, but I, I felt like, I, I just felt, I didn't feel super confident, but I just felt positive. I felt like the clean sheets were good. The results were good. Uh, we were starting to click a little bit up front. Um, and yeah, but no one could have expected tonight. I mean, in some senses, I mean, the score was obviously mad, but the, the biggest positive tonight for me was that we look like we've got our we've got our mojo back? Yeah, you know the the the, the legs, the fitness yeah. issue, yeah. the fitness issue that we've had all season. It, well, I mean, on tonight's evidence, this afternoon's evidence, it, it's resolved. You know I mean I know I know Klopp's um, pre-season work always is geared towards you know legs being strong at the latter end of the season, and I don't know if there's some of that uh, you know in the mix as well. And um, we certainly got players coming back from injury and what have you. But that's the first time all season, I think, boys, correct me if, you, if you're wrong or, or you disagree, where we've had legs all the way through the full 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah, um, we sustained it today, didn't yeah. we? There was yeah, no drop-off. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we were talking again on the previous pod, Dave, certainly we were saying before the game, you, me, Jules and John, when we were chatting in the chippy, I, I, I said my concern was just going to be, I wasn't worried about anything other than how far off we'd fall in terms of intensity. If we could avoid big drop-offs in intensity... I felt we'd be all right. 
and and we did. I, I think we there did. was a drop off in the first half after a brilliant twenty five minutes, and that's when they came into it because <clears> we visibly just it got ragged. The tempo dropped and we got a bit ragged, but then we picked did it up again. Did you not think that was them with the shit house in there? It was you partly know, I, that. I, it was partly the ref being a dickhead really... and we, we lost our rhythm. But yeah. it, it got ragged and, and it was like, you know, the control that we had because we were all over them. It didn't necessarily translate to loads of chances, but you could see we were right at it. We looked good. The energy was there. United were happy to just not concede. You know, they weren't really doing anything. And then after 25 minutes, which it kind of always happens, you know, you have like... Yeah, it, even you know when we've been at our best, you often get that like twenty-five minutes flat out. Then it dips a little, and then you go again, which is kind of what happened. But it definitely did drop off in the first half. But the second it half, it didn't feel like legs to me. That though, that was just sloppiness no. with yeah. the football, like Harvey's pass. You know that square one where he passed it straight to. I don't know who it was, but put us in a really dangerous position. Allison giving the ball away. Loads Ali of times doing daft well. little things. Yeah. It was just complacency rather than intensity. The legs. I well, also their shit. I was in a bit passes. though. I, I really felt they were being a bit snide, and they Sound were trying to break our rhythm. Fouls yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Staying I mean that one on Mo that that I we didn't get. I thought uh, you know all of that sort of was designed to you know just knock us off our stride. Yeah. Daddy Neville was wanking himself silly in that first half about how streetwise they were, the Manx. <laughs> and then by the end of it, he was like saying, "Oh, they were unprofessionals. Like which one is it? You're not bad. Make your mind up. Come on." God, oh, you know, he's just such a man on the um on the point about like you know we've you can see we've started to get better in recent weeks it's just been like a gradual process i think like the thing that typifies that more than anything is fabinho you know yeah i gave him man of the match against real madrid like not everyone agreed with that but in that game i just saw the old fabinho but he's made one mistake and it's cost us but you could see and he was good in the derby um, he wasn't great when he came on at Palace, but that's one of those where like you're coming on as a sub late on you're trying to pick up the pace of the game the games that he started you can see he just completely like turned it around, and he was fucking brilliant he was a today. Monster, he was absolutely yeah, he was, fucking brilliant. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. will get headlines today, and, and rightly so. The whole team was magnificent. You know, the goal scorers are going to get a lot of the credit. I think Robbo should be getting as much credit as possible. Thought he was phenomenal, but Fabinho there, that that kind of like it sums up like where we've been and where we are. You know, Fabinho fell off a cliff. The team was shit. Everything was bad. And then Fabinho's got better as the team started to get better. And then look at that. Like, when he's on top of his game and then everyone else is on top of the game, that's what we've got. Because the funny thing is, is, like, United are above us on the table and there's been all this talk about, like, a power shift and this, that and the other. But, you know, I said before the game, look at their start in 11. I was like, they're not that fucking good. It's, you know, yeah. it's jarring to me every time I look at United starting 11 and I'm like, well, he's shit. He's bang average. He's shite. How are they How are they doing what they're doing? I mean, they had fucking Vought Veghorst starting against us as a number 10 today. Is this how they've been playing? I don't watch their games, so I don't know. But is this what they do? They've, they've got him well, playing as you, a 10. I tell you what, Dave, throw in, throw in, and he's tiny, and he's tiny, and he's tiny. Yeah. That, that Martinez, oh my God. He looks like a little boy he's on the just, pitch. He looks like mad. a jockey. You can't have a it's fucking... Bizarre. And, and I keep reading about how, like, oh, he's proved everyone wrong. Carragher, you dickhead. You said he's too smart. Well, look at that today. Just, you know, it, it, they just got totally fucking overpowered. That was the big thing today. We just steamrolled them, and a yeah. lot of it was just the physical side of it. We were just too big, too strong, too fast, too good, and they couldn't cope with it, and they were just resorting to, like, spiteful little files and gamesmanship, and players just acting like fucking brats. I mean, how Bruno Fernandes stayed on that pitch today. I, I, I mean, it, it probably, like... 
five or six yellow card offences, including shoving the fucking linesman in the back. And like that was mad. He, that didn't, was he mad. didn't actually shove him. He hit him in the back. He, he like slapped him on the back, and not in a like when you just pat someone on the back because he, he bumped into him. And then it was so much force in like the slap on the back that he gave him, and the linesman like lurched forward after it, and he turned and he looked at him, and you could see the linesman was thinking, "Do I tell the ref? Yeah, do I do I blow him up?" And he shuddered on, but he, he didn't. He shit out, didn't he? Yeah, he, just totally he did. Shit out he did. Of it. Was, that, was that on the telly? Did you yeah, see yeah. it on the telly? Yeah, you saw there was it. No mention the, of it after the game. The camera was on him like the moment it happened. It was like literally there, right in front of you, and it didn't look like a massive thing, but it doesn't matter. You don't touch. Any of the officials. Not it's like just that. as simple as that. You don't do it. And they didn't even mention it on commentary. They just like brushed it, uh, like brushed along and just carried on. And I was like, you got to go back gone? to that. You gotta go back. Gone, I mean, Brownie. a couple of minutes earlier, he was rolling on the floor, holding his face when he got pushed in the chest. Yeah. And he showed about five replays of that. Like, we'll show some replays of what yeah. he's just done there then. Not bad. And I don't know if, like, if it got picked up on the cameras, but he had like a running argument with Trent throughout the whole second half. They, they were like when the ball was out. Trent was fucking brilliant today. Trent by the way, well, he yeah. the ball at him at one point. Well, they, which were, was they, boss. they were constantly like talking to each other like throughout the game, and it wasn't in like a, a chatty kind of way. You know, it was definitely like confrontational. Rob um, was doing the same with Anthony, wasn't he? Oh, we'll, we'll talk oh, about that later because fucking... I've got I've got lots to say about that. Anthony. He had him on a oh. but, um, the, with with um, with Trent and Fernandez, it was after after one of our goals. I don't know which one. There's like there's so many. How do you even how you even narrow it down? But it's like after one of the goals, everyone's celebrating, and Trent wasn't there. Trent was like fucking um, arguing with Fernandez over something. Um, I don't know whether like he was like celebrating in front of him or what. I don't know. I didn't see any of that. I just seen the aftermath of it. But yet Fernandez was just the, the whole game. His head had gone. He was like, and I don't know how like he ended up staying on the pitch. But I think like. That game was just too big for the ref. You know, the first oh, half yeah. especially, I was like, what the fuck's he doing? This game's too big for him. How has he got this game? Why is like Michael Oliver not taking charge of this game? You know, like an experienced ref who's, who's had this game before. I mean, it, it just looked too big for him. The linesman on our side was shocking as well. Um and, and like the first half was like it just felt like a bit more like stressful than it needed to be, and a lot of that was just down to the officiating, I thought, because I thought we were playing well, but like that was aggravating me. I mean, it's, my voice is gone. It's not from like shouting at like about the goals. It's from fucking screaming at like the the ref and the linesman in the first half. Because <laughs> I, I, I did like at one point. He was shite that ref on that side. I was giving the really linesman shit on, on the main. Yeah, I was also like I was giving the ref shit, and and at one point I almost shouted. And then I stopped myself and like, no, come on, you're better than that, don't do it. But I almost shouted, ah, you fucking brother shags dogs. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. And, and I held back and I didn't do it. But I was, I was fuming about it because he was just letting them get away with murder. But it's one of those where like, in the end, it's like justice was done. It's like, yeah, you've done all your shit hours and then like uh, all of that stuff. And where's it got you? It's got you a fucking 7-0 defeat, no beds. Yeah, should we talk about the goals anyway? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I especially want to talk about uh, Gakpo's second goal. No, no, let's go through them in order. I, yeah, I go like, let, Let's go through it chronological. So that when the first goal happens, it had come during a spell where like things had just dropped off a bit, and they'd had two big chances, hadn't they? There was a, uh, was the Rashford one. What a fucking ball that was, by the way. You know, it was right landed Luke right Shaw, on Rashford. It? Yeah, <laughs> it just landed goal. right in his stride on his foot. He should have done better. Uh, they had another one when who was someone at the Head back post? Fernandez, wasn't it? Was it Fernandez? Yeah, yeah. So they had those two chances, which kind of come from nothing because we'd been all over them up to that point. Um, so yeah, a couple of let offs there, 
and the game had just gone a little bit scrappy. But I think that one player who really was like just keeping us going in that first half was Robbo, just setting the tempo, just getting his foot in, intercepting, and then just getting his head down and running. I thought he was brilliant. And that pass for the first goal, fucking hell, that was so good. Like I was joking with John, I was like, fucking Robbo Alonso there. Like that was just <laughs> sensational. But and it was the everything, wasn't it? The weight on it, it was yeah. incredible. The also, timing, just because he's waited to, till, till that opened it up. It was the timing because Fred, Fred made a massive mistake there. Yeah. He went too far across, you know, to let the gap open up. But you could see Robbo waiting for it. He was waiting for the moment that Fred just done that extra step and then he just yeah. pounced on it. It was brilliant. It's not, it was really good. You, don't, you don't often see a player send someone else for the echo from 40 yards away, do no. you? But he yeah. did, didn't he? How composed was Gakpo though as well, like because yeah. that's not easy. Well, what he what, did there, he made it look easier than it is the way he's just sent for that. I'll tell as you well. what, I'm sure we're going to say more about the, the specifics of the goal. We've got a player on our hands there. He yeah. is a player. I am yeah. telling you, composure, touch, finishing. He, he's the real deal. We were talking, we were speculating about whether he could be Bobby with a bit more mobility and a bit more goals on the previous Physicality part. as well. well it's going to say he's Bobby, but with a little bit of beef as well. Mm. How good is he at shielding the ball? Like, yeah. he gets the ball with his back to goal, and you, you'll often get two or three players will come round him, and he, he just comes out with it, and you Great think, how, how has he come out of that? Like, it's strength, it's, it's feet. His feet are incredible. He's, he's settled yeah. down now, hasn't he? He's been First getting better game by game. Uh, and, you know, it's obviously hard for him. He comes in and we're playing like absolute shit. So the, the performances have got better. We've got players come back now, important players like Van Dijk, Canate. Um, and then you've got like a, a kind of settled front three. And I think, he, you know, he's benefiting from that, a specific role where it's like, yeah, you're playing in the middle. Then you've got Darwin and Moe either side. And it's, these things take time. And he, he's had a little bit of time now to just to find his feet in that. And I thought he was just sensational today. It's nice to see what he is now, though, isn't yeah. it? Like, it takes a bit of time when you get a new sign-in. I mean, often you sign somebody and it's someone you know a lot about and you know what position they play. Mm. You kind of know what to expect. I think none of us really knew what to expect of him. Even up until recently, I was like, no, put him on the left and put Diamond through the middle. But that that's clearly not, not right at all. He definitely But don't you get the impression, though, Brownie, that, that I think Klopp has, Klopp has signed him? With no intention of playing him, how he's been played in his career before. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's teaching him new things already. And uh, do you know what really struck me today is how well already he seems to understand the press. You know, I think yeah. I think when you get the nuance of the press, I think is a little bit beyond any of us really because it's so complex. The players will talk about how complicated it is and what the triggers are and when to go and when not to go. But certainly, he seems to me just from you know my my basic understanding of what Klopp looks for. He seems to be really tuned in, remarkably early, really, in terms of in terms of when to press and when not. And and he's just grafting. He absolutely grafts. He seems to have that balance between when to press and when to drop off and when to pick up the ball. I think that feeds um, into the rest of the team as well, though, Paul, because there's been times early on where he's gone to press and there's been no midfield pressing behind him, almost yeah, like he's gone point. on his own. Whereas today yeah. you saw him go and then right behind him there was like a box of four players all ready to pounce on that's you know, a great the second point. ball. That's true. And yeah. like you saw it time and time again today. There's definitely more confidence in the team with him now. And ties back now. into that point about intensity we're making earlier. You know, physically they look more, they looked far more at it collectively, didn't they, today? Individually and collectively, there was no drop off. And I think that's got to help the press when when we know how physical yeah. that is and how intense that is. Yeah. So one nil at half time. Um, I said it's to the last, last finish, isn't it? Though? That's a great a finish. finish. It's a it's a great like touch cut inside and then like a, a really good composed finish. 
Um, but that's kind of like that was his trademark, wasn't it, in Holland, where he's, he's like cutting in from the left and doing that. That's yeah. when you watch like the YouTube of like a lot of what he did for, for PSV. It was like similar to that. So it's good seeing him doing that. Cause he's not really done that much so far, you know, from that position cutting in. So it was good to see. Um, at half time, I'd say to the lads underneath when we're chatting, I was like, ideally, what we need here is an early goal. And for Darwin to fucking wake up because Darwin was dog shit in that he first half. Really he was really wasn't he? He was like, so off it. He was so off the pace. Just like well, you know what, Dave? And... I was I was really kind of worried about one or two things. Either he's injured, or even possibly more uh, alarming, is he was just overawed by the size of the game. Um, and I, that both of those things were really worrying me because I just thought this is bizarre how like uninvolved he is and how because everyone is. else was really good and I'm like What's right he at doing? it weren't they? And he, yeah. he stood out like a sore thumb. He did, yeah, um, yeah. It was that was I going into half time. That was in fact we were having a conversation around me about does he get hooked at half time because um, he was just that off it like it was mad. It was really really weird, particularly when you look at what happened in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I'd never take him off at half time no matter what because. You'd always think he's going to do something. I mean, I didn't think he was great in the second half, but he's he's um, scored two goals and his second header was a fucking beauty. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's just the perfect start. It's like it gets Darwin going, um, puts the boot in on United because they'll have wanted to come out and you know make a fast start themselves. Didn't happen, so we go two 0 up. Um, the goal itself. Fabinho important in that goal as well, Fabinho wasn't he? You know, hustling twice, in the middle of Yeah, up. he won it twice. Like he won it, he come forward, they got it back, Fabinho's in there again, he got a foot in again, and then the ball comes to him and he was just a nuisance. You know, like the old Fabinho, wherever the ball was, he just seemed to be there. Uh, he's getting a foot yeah. in, get sticking a leg out. So twice he wins the ball back, then he gets the ball and he chips a ball in for Harvey. Um it's a little bit too far for him. Mo comes in tries to cross it's like deflected comes back out and it's a lovely ball in like brilliant from Harvey right that foot. on really his right good. foot like half volley smash it across yeah, the goal and it's just it's what you want isn't it just header. needs a touch nice to see Darwin in the six yard box we don't get we haven't had many goals like that recently have we mm. you know to have somebody ride in the box in and around the box in fact both his goals are around that same position yeah um it's an it's an easy finish, you know. I'd be surprised if he if he doesn't score that. But yeah, it's just. But again, it's like it was the intensity, wasn't it? It was like Fabinho, like leading it is the Fabinho. Charge, Look how it. high up he is. I mean, when yeah. you watch that goal back, and he, as you said before, he wins it once, then he goes again, then he goes again. Like that intensity has not been there from him yeah. all season. But he, he just looked faster. He it's just not been fitter. there for, for really most are. of them. To be fair, not not, not really yeah. singling him out. But it just shows you the difference when you've got Fabinho playing like that. You know, and then everyone else has like stepped up because the game it as stops well. things at source, doesn't it? Like the problem yeah. we've had is like things have not been getting stopped early enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Definitely. then suddenly you you then you're scrambling to defend one v one, and you you're never going to look good if that's happening 15, 20 times a game. Mm-hmm. You're going to get punished. But Fabinho just didn't allow it to happen today. He's just there nicking things. Think about just a few weeks ago. Fabinho would have probably been a little bit late to that and then suddenly it's a counter attack yeah, and you're scrambling yeah, and you're struggling. The ball it just makes Rashford. a huge difference, yeah. Mm. Do you know what, boys? I want to say something on Fabinho because I, I, I think I'm someone who has... Well, I do have a lot of patience with players. I'm not quick to to leap to judgments and I'm not quick to write people off. But the, the fall with Fabinho was so alarming. I thought this, this season, I thought there's something mad happened like he's just... His career's finished. Because it was such a big, big, big fall. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say I don't think I've ever seen a player fall so far so quickly ever without injury. Rather than, without yeah. injury, yeah. yeah. It was just so, so alarming. 
And the flip side of that tonight is that, like, I just suddenly feel like, well, whatever it was, it's fine. Because you don't play like he did tonight if if what we've seen this season is definitive. You know, he was... that's the, So what we've seen this season is clearly not definitive. He's, he has got the intensity. He's got the understanding. He's got the reading of the game. Um, I, I, in some ways, that might be the biggest of all the positives to come out of the game tonight. Because in my head, I'm thinking we need a new number six in the summer. Yeah. He's gone. What money can we get for him? Let's just cut our losses and move him on. Because I've never seen a, I've never seen a decline like it. But I mean, clearly, I mean, I've been saying it all season. There's something about this mad season on the back of the mad season last year that physically has done something to the players, and it looks like they've all started to come through tonight. And he is um, pretty much to the fore in that. I think, judging by the way he played today. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we got the third goal fairly. Fairly quickly after, I don't know how many minutes it was after the second, but it was wasn't long, was it? Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Either, from, it was quick, wasn't it? One of their corners, didn't he? No, they were attacking. Um, it was the ball attack, came in and attack. Hendo broke up. Like Hendo the cross out, came in, Hendo, yeah. uh, Hendo got it, knocked it out to the edge, and then it was red it's arrows. On it. And, yeah. He played it to Cody, didn't he? Knocked it out wide, so Mo kind of like ran on. That well, is that, genuinely one of the great Anfield goals. I don't want to go overboard. It's, it's Honestly, glorious. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Just, just the way yeah. it, it, it comes from yeah. their attack, and then what Mo does to that, <laughs> to yeah. that little short ass is hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen that picture of it where he's frozen and he's facing yeah. the wrong way? Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's I love it. But like, yeah, what Mo does in that—that's absolutely <laughs> sensational. Um, but I want to go back to like that how that started. Like Enzo wins it, and the position that Gakpo's in, he was in that position a lot, and it's really like helped us because he's so strong and he can turn away. And we he he just started so many attacks from like where he's dropping yeah. deep, picking the ball up like 25, 30 yards from his own goal, and then we get runners off him. But like he he does well to to turn, and then he plays it into space for Mo. But then he gets up the pitch. And, and he makes the run. And the run's great. The pass is just perfectly executed. The timing of it, the weight of it, it's just fucking stunning. But the finish... Because, like, you know, when he ran through there, I was just fully expecting him to just hit it and, and uh, straight at the guy. Because it's such a tight angle, it's really difficult to score from there. It just dinks it, it. It was it was a little bit like Coutinho or Old Trafford. It was a little scoopy one, wasn't yeah. it? It was unbelievable. That's why, like, genuinely, just I think it's one of the, the great goals. Because how do you stop it? It's not. You can't even say that they've defended that poorly, really. No. You, you get it's, it's that's just us at our absolute best over the last. I mean, few don't years. you think as well? It's counterintuitive where he runs as well. You don't expect him to go there to pick up the ball, do you? You know, you're you're expecting him to maybe attack the near post more, or put or, or just drop back, wait for a pullback. I mean, that the way that the way that ball's just knocked into the, just almost into the channel, really he chases it down into the six yard box. That's not you don't see that kind of run and that kind of pass in that situation. No, very because often it's at so all. tight. Like it's so close yeah. to the goal, yeah. there's not much room to work in. Absolutely, so you don't normally run in behind when the player's got the ball, like maybe ten yards from the touchline. It's usually like a cutback or Mo would whip one across the face. But you don't really get through balls from like that no, close to the goal. No. That's what's so unusual about it. Like, but that's all credit to Mo for it's outrageous the execution from Mo, that. of that. It time is. It's and just all and about you know time and that pass. Goals apart, take take the goals out. Mo was fucking sensational today, regardless of like whether he scored. He was like his touch, his strength, just holding people off. I mean, he actually got three free kicks in the first half, and that's like that's normally a full season's worth for him because he just never gets free kicks. 
but he got three in the first half, and it should have been four because the one when like oh, he got did you see the one the where face. he got elbowed? And yeah. oh my god, he didn't that even get a free kick for that. That's scandalous. That, oh, like, that and was. the lines was on I that was side, Brian. Clear yellow card. That's the, the lines was that right now. there. He's, the lines was, was on that fuming. side. I don't know how you can not give a free kick for that. He well, overran it and he wasn't a... going to get the ball, but that's irrelevant. You can't just come and smash someone in the face like that. That's the point when our tempo dropped a bit, I think. It was straight after that there. Schitthausen got right on top of us. And after just after that, that's when we just kind of dropped a little bit in the first half. Um, yeah, it was outrageous, that. Absolutely outrageous. I, I did notice, you're right, Dave, about him getting some free kicks, but at least one of them was in our half. He gets fuck all when he's in there, yeah. when he's no, in the opposition true. half. But the things he got free kicks for today are things that usually just get waved away and it's infuriating. You know when he's like holding off the defender and they've just got hold of him? They, and just, they just grab his arm and yeah, pull it and, and they, they just normally just to let the ground. him do it. Yeah. yeah, and normally it just gets waved away. And there was one in, in this game that got waved away um, in the first half as well. But like he got three free kicks and I just think that's like, oh my God, Mo's got three free kicks. Because when you look at yeah. like the stats every season, he's never even in like the top 100 players for fouls. And it's like, how is that possible? He's like the best attacking player in the league over the last five years, and he's not even in the top 100 most fouled players. It's just completely fucking ridiculous that he doesn't get decisions. And um, like the, there was one... Um, this, and I, he, he just got dragged back. I was in the second half, and he didn't go down. He was clean through, and someone just pulled him by the shoulder. And you could see it visibly slowed him down as he tried to regain his balance. And then he tried to go for it, and somebody came in and, and like got there ahead of him. I'm like, that's a clear foul. He was pulled back. It's a yellow card. It's a free kick outside the box. But because he didn't go down, it's just easy for them to just ignore it. But like other players are getting those decisions, and he just never gets them. And only the fact he's got the temperament that he has. Like if that was me, I'd be getting sent off every other week just for. He fucking... laughs about it though, Mo, yeah, doesn't he? That's, I that's, mean, that's I'm in the, the stands there, wanting to fucking say to the ref, "Your brother shags dogs." Imagine <laughs> if I was on the pitch getting fouled and not getting decisions. <laughs> I'd be off in no time. <laughs> and Mo's just like shrugging his shoulders and laughing, and he'll shake his head and that, and, and then just gets on with it. But you know, I, I, I think it's scandalous, like the treatment that he gets from referees and the fact that yeah, he just no never, never no says dogs. anything about it. And I think, I think. Klopp really needs to, to to reel out those statistics and say, look, what's going on here? He needs to draw it, draw people's attention to it because it's not getting talked about anywhere enough. Yeah, you're not going to hit someone in the face like that and get away with it. <laughs> I actually was a bit pissed off. Like You've spoke about those free kicks he got, the ones where they were almost a little bit generous. Yeah, they are fouls and you should get them, but he normally doesn't get them. I was a bit pissed off that he got those ones because I'm like, what about the other obvious yeah. ones where people are going and smashing them and you're not giving them? Then you give him that one. What are you playing at? Yeah. It's fucking joke. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing he doesn't let it affect him, though, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. And then, That's just his mentality, you know, though, Paul. Compare him just... with Fernandez, who's no, no. like arguing about every single decision in the entire his game. His head was just gone today. Following gone. the referee around the pitch, like picking fights with everybody. I reckon he might be the worst cunt ever to walk on planet Earth, you know. Genuinely, I don't. I, 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 even even ahead of Hitler, no. I would say. No. He's terrible. <laughs> no, he's fucking no. terrible. He is, he's terrible. Richarlison, Hitler, and then you can take your pick. Who's <laughs> <laughs> behind them, but that's that's my order. It's Richarlison, then it's Hitler. Maybe Pickford might be three. Um, no, Fernandez. Maybe then I suppose you've got to put Putin in there somewhere, like I suppose. But Fernandez is definitely listen, like top. Listen, 10. bollocks to those pricks. Let's stay on Mo. What what about that fourth goal? Oh my oh, goodness. Unreal, what what a strike. What a strike. And it was a it was a proper a proper 
sort of Liverpool underclock classic. They've got a corner, we're going to score. Yeah, we messed it up a little bit was... though, didn't we? I was a bit pissed off at yeah, that Darwin, time. Yeah, Darwin's pass. pass. Yeah, Darwin's pass. Darwin's pass. Great, wasn't it? Yeah. There's there a bit of spawn involved. What did Jules say? What did Jules, what did Jules say after the game? I think he put it in the group chat as well. Something like, Mo just thought, oh, I can't be bothered with this. I'm just going to smash it in. <laughs> and did. Yeah. Absolutely levered it. Just a swinger with his right foot. And it's, it's oh, right foot yeah. How much better does a goal look when it goes in off the bar, by Always, the way? It's yeah. Brilliant. Just, how much better does a goal look when it's against United? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's to put you like 4 0 up. Yeah. So when when we went like 4 up or even 5 up, Dave, what were you thinking based on well, last year where we showed a bit of mercy? Were you I'll, just I'll like, go, I'll go back to, to 3 0. When it got to 3 0, I wasn't yeah, thinking I we're going to destroy them. I was I was thinking at 3 0, don't do nothing stupid because yeah. if they get back to 3 1, yeah. it takes the wind out of our sails. So. Just I'm glad you said that because I was going to say something similar and I, I was waiting for you to call me a shit house, but I was still no, a little bit when it wary gets to about four, it. Then it's different, but at three, yeah. I was Do you know what was doing my head at three? Was the crowd were doing the Liverpool, Liverpool taking the piss. Yeah. And all uh, and all of that, all of the kind of like piss And we taken. beat the shite on we a Sunday night. Hang on, we haven't, we haven't fucking beaten them the yet. And, and there was half an hour to go. I'm looking at the clock and going, hang on, there's half an hour here. And yeah. then as soon as the, and I was moaning about it, and to be fair, quite a few people around me were also moaning about it. And then the fourth goes in, I go right, that's sound now. Yeah, you, can, <laughs> you can do it. You like now? Oh, yeah, that's I'll say what fine. you want because they're Enjoy not falling back and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So at 4-0, then you do start to think, okay, you know, let's see what happens here. But I was thinking that United are probably going to like batten down the hatches a little bit and just keep it respectable. But they went. The well, I thought we'd take our right. foot off the gas a little bit as well because we've seen that before. Yeah, there's there's that as well, but I think maybe the the run that we've been in, it was a case of like you know we've had so many shit games and like yeah. disappointing results and the moods being low. I think they were just enjoying it, going okay, this is great. Let's just yeah. fucking keep this. I think going. they were just euphoric, weren't they? They yeah. were like, hang on, this is what we can do. We know this is what we're about. Let's just. Run and also with it we've got something it. unusual about so many goals in the second half. I think I'm losing track of who we've spoken to about these things. I think, I think Jules said this, or it might have been Dan in the group chat. I think Jill said on the way back, normally you take your foot off the gas because you've scored a few in the first half. You go in, you've kind of like, you're taking stock at half time, the pressure's off. Yeah. But because it didn't happen like that, did it? You know, we got we got the first goal just before half time. And we come out, we scored a couple quickly. And then at that stage, you, you're right at it. So you're there's no the sort wave. of chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. Exactly. It is. Yeah. And, um, the man seriously misjudged it, though, as well. Like yeah, they, yeah. they made a serious misjudgment. They didn't realise what was happening on the pitch. They didn't realise, hang on, this is like proper Liverpool list. This is not what what they've been like all season. We need to shut up shop. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. They were probably still thinking because they had like a few attacks and they were. I think Rashford was appealing for something like he wants the penalty or something. I think this is a four 0 and he's going like ballistic. I'm like, 
they're acting as though they still think they're in this game. Yeah. And that, you know, these decisions actually mean something. You know, they didn't get a decision. And it's like, oh, you, you act like that when it's like there's something at stake and it's a case of like, we can get back into this game. They were acting as though they still thought they were in it and it was 4 0. I'm like, no, if you want to just keep trying to do that and leaving gaps for us to just pick the ball up and pick his off, which we were doing like constantly. So, I mean, they were an, an absolute like. I just think, as you say, Paul, he misjudged it. Um, and they've got like certain players who are like, you know, I'm going to talk about that Anthony now. Let's let's just get on to that because <laughs> he's a classic example. He was on for the full game, wasn't he? They never subbed him. I don't think wasn't so, he, no. That's right. He'd have yeah. been the fucking first player had to be taken off. Oh, Robbo you know just had him on a bus, he didn't he? I've never seen anything like it. I, I think I've said this before. I've definitely written it in, the, in one of the roundups or something, but I think I may have said it on the pod. He looks like someone who some fucking little fourteen-year-old virgin created on FIFA. Yeah, he is. he's everything that I hate about like modern footballers. You know, oh, it's, what about that round-the-back touch to bring the ball? It's down just that the tip, and, and, be, and that, uh, I guarantee there'll be dickheads on Twitter who, who like if they'll be posting that, now. going, "Oh, you what a baller!" You know, that's another thing that yeah, fucking some fucking anyone stupid uses the music. word baller that winds me up as well. It's just this FIFA generation, yeah, but he looks like he was fucking created on FIFA with the stupid fucking bleach blonde. And actually, I, I, I'll say this again: I've written this loads of times, but for anyone who's not read the roundups. Bleach blonde hair footballers, it's a massive like red flag. They may as well be walking around going, look at me, I'm a massive twat. Because like pretty much every Anthony player with, with bleach blonde hair is a fucking bell end. Like Anthony Gordon's yeah, brings the man straight There's loads away. of them. There's loads of them. You, you just generally you know. It's like a player like got bleach blonde hair, you're like, hmm, okay, that's a red flag. He's probably a knobhead. And like nine times out of ten, that's exactly the case. Apart yeah, from Robbie in the mid nineties, yeah, but in the mid nineties, that was people were just doing that. They'd go on a lads' holiday and like do yeah. shit on stupid. Now it was like it was more acceptable back then than it is now. It's like now you do it if like if you're just a fucking. At least back then the players were pissed when they did it. These aren't pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like a great point. science generation. That's a great point. <laughs> that is exactly it because you know like when when Robbie got his done, Dominic Matteo was was like blads and he's got oh I'll do it as well. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it, it, it's like these, that's not the case anymore. Like if they do that, it's like they're just walking out there going, look at me, I'm a massive twat. And it's, it's it is. And that Anthony, oh, I, I absolutely fucking despise him. And usually like you despise someone like at United because he's a good player. You know, like players at United players have hated in the past. It was mostly because they were good. And it was like, oh, you know, like Cantona back in the day. Love Cantona now, by the way. But back then, hated him. But it was because he was good. This, what like did that, you pay for him, Dave? What did 90 pay for million him? quid. I can't get my head around that. And like United fans, I, I always hear them ringing up TalkSport like after games and like loads of them, even after they've won, loads of them will be like, he's a complete waste of a shit. What does he do? He's a fraud, isn't he? He is. He's a complete fraud, but he's like a did chief you, generator player. Also derision on Robbo's face. But he's Robbo. everything that Robbo despises. And did you Absolutely. see as well in the second half, Milner came on and him and Milner were like squaring up to each other at one point. And I said to John, I was like, you cannot get two more polar opposites there. Yeah. Milner's probably yeah. just looking at him going, yeah. I'm fucking glad that my time in footy's almost up. Because if this is what I'm leaving behind, is fucking knobheads like this. If this is what footballers are now. Because uh, as I say, I just look at him and I'm like, you're everything I hate about modern footballers. Just a flash cunt, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, what, why do you always need to be rolling 
and, the ball with your studs constantly when you you haven't even like well if it, you mow you, it mow does that like but that's okay no but he does the little token one he yeah. does a little token one this lad does about nine in a row style think, what are you substance. doing where are you going you're not everything going anywhere everything about him screams out style yeah. over substance everything about the cunt and as well Robbo fouled him in the first half and it was a foul but it was nothing in it it was just like a, a little foul and he sat on the floor and he turned to the ref and he was waving an imaginary card Yeah, I'm that. like oh you little fucking bastard and Robbo turned around and seen him doing it and so Robbo goes past and he says something to him but I just thought you know what like the, the card waving thing if it's a bad tackle I'm okay with a player saying to the ref hang on come on where's your card if it's a bad tackle and it deserves a card then why shouldn't you ask for it but that was nothing it was like barely even a free kick and he sat there doing that it's like oh it sums you up you horrible horrible little twat but he's still nowhere near as bad as Fernandez. got nothing out of Robbo did he absolutely no. nothing nobody would have got anything out of Robbo today though Robbo, Robbo was just was in, in that mood I, I want to talk about Robbo as well just, just a quick point on Robbo like he has dropped off this season but only a bit Everyone else has dropped off like varying degrees, some of them massively, some of them like a fair bit. Robbo's only dropped off a bit for me, and there's a he's one of the few that's got like legitimate like excuses for it because it's been like a revolving door in front of him all season. You know, he spent years with Sadio there and then Genie and then Tiago in front of the midfield player. It's different players, like pretty much every week or all season. He's just it's been chopping and changing, so that affects him because he's not someone who can do things on his own. You know, he's not a Trent who's going to be like you know playing worldy passes and creating goals like that. Robbo's like a functioning part of a team. He'll make those runs, but he's relying on like people being in positions to be to play one twos with and and finding his runs. And Robbo hasn't had that all season because, like, just that familiarity with the players around him isn't there. He's trying to build it with Darwin, and there's been some encouraging signs yeah. there. But I, I do think, like, it's been more difficult for Robbo based on, like, players around him and, like, just the revolving door. But I think he has dropped off, no question. Some of his crossings not being at its usual standard. Back at it tonight, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was fucking phenomenal. But, like, and he set the tone just with the aggression yeah. and, like, Two getting opportunities foot in and to break his duck forward. as well. Yeah. Oh, that one Two with the right foot where score. he killed it. Just, that, uh, well, oh, how that close was that? Because that looked like it was really close from where I was sat. But I, couldn't I don't tell think, I don't think they showed a replay from that side of it. They only showed it from this side, so you couldn't quite tell yeah. how close it was, but it looked close. Like. I thought it was unlucky. It was a, it was a decent effort, that, because like, you know, I always say Robert <laughs> yeah, shouldn't be shoot. allowed to shoot. Uh, that was a decent effort, that one. Like, But uh, no, I just thought he was brilliant. And again, I just want to say, like, I think, there's legitimate reasons for him not being at his best all the time because it's difficult when like you've had Sadio there for so long and then suddenly he's not. Um, I mean, one but, point to make on that though is him getting that rest in the week with Costas playing the Wolves yeah. game. That's yeah. Costas was quality yeah. the other he night. He was good, really yeah. good. But I think I said on the pod maybe Costas is best game of the season. Yeah, yeah, well, well, definitely his best game of the season because Costas hasn't been great either when he's played. Uh, but no. again, it is difficult when like the team's not playing well and you're a player like Costas or Robbo. They're, they're not. They're a functioning part of a team, you know. And when the team's playing well, what they do gets appreciated. But like if things aren't going well, well. You're not looking at someone like Robbo and going, you're the difference maker. They're not actual match winners, are they? No, That's no. The point. They're, they're great at what they do, but they're, they're, they're reliant to a certain extent on everybody else yeah. doing their jobs as well. Uh, whereas Trent's different because Trent's like a playmaker himself. Robbo's an orthodox, 
up and down the field left back, and I still think he's like he's the best left back we've ever had. I think he's fucking amazing. Yeah, Trent had a boss yeah, week yeah. as well, by the way. Trent, I thought he was Trent really was good, good on good Wednesday, today, yeah. really good again. Very sensible though, wasn't he? Like really sensible, mature performance. And, I, I thought, said like. Brownie as well, really physically yeah. dominant and aggressive. I thought. Mm. I think because he really got wound up, up, like what we said earlier, and, he was having that running battle. To defend. Yeah, lit a fire under his ass, didn't it? So he was proper on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I thought he was brilliant today. Did you get onto that move where he nearly set Robbo up for, for he, he cuts across and played Robbo? And those, I think it was yeah, Robbo's first back chance to, full to score. Back. Full back yeah, to full yeah. back, brilliant. brilliant. Gutted that didn't go in. Um, yeah, I thought Trent was sensational today. Uh, really, really, really good. Love him. Absolutely anyway, back, love to, him. What back a to the goals, Dave. Um, you'll uh, want to talk about Darwin's head, won't you? I think. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the Usher style finish comment. I'm what? Just it you it up was. I mean, one. it's a shame that John's not on the pod because <laughs> John had vouched for that. Like, left wing cross, usually from John. And, you know, flicked header like that. It was great. Who but, put the ball in? Was it Hendo? It was Hendo. Hendo, yeah. Hendo, yeah. The free kick came from the other side, didn't it? And it broke over that way. Yeah, Hendo's retrieved the loose ball and then he's just put it back in. But, like, I watched it. Like, at the time, I just thought, yeah, it's a great header. It's only when I watched it afterwards. It's even better because he sort of flicks it and hits it with the back of his head. Back of his head, And he's yeah. got to yeah. do that. It's the only way he can do what he did is by heading yeah, it like deliberate. that. Yeah, it's deliberate. It's not yeah. a fluke. No, it is. It's, it's deliberate, done, done to, deliberate to do it yeah. that way. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an absolutely fucking superb goal. Um, uh, it's funny, like, you know, you get, to, you get to a point where you've got, like, Darwin's on two goals and Gakpo's on two goals, both on hat-tricks against Man United, cop ends and that, you know, potential to get like a hat-trick at the cop end, and Klopp just fucking subs them. Yeah. He's, he doesn't give a fuck, does he? He's like, no, you're, you're off. All right, come on, off you go. Um, but no, just, uh, I just thought like it was just brilliant goal from him. Um, was that, and then that was five, was it? And then Mo got, Mo got the, the sixth. sixth. Had we made the sixth by that point? Or were they still so, on? Yeah. I think we made the subs oh, at five, on. didn't we? Yeah, no, because Bob, because it came into Bobby on on the yeah, six. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Harvey, Harvey um, was on on the right, and he played it into Bobby, and um, he got sure blocked. then just hoops and, it. Yeah, sure hoops it onto Bobby, it and uh, it falls to him. He just buries it. Yeah, it was a terrible defender. Like, that was the only that was the only lucky sure goal. It was really. just a joke in the way he tried to. We tried to clear that. But just that's another thing. What you said earlier about going through their team and thinking, "Hang on, he's not very good." They've been playing Luke Shaw at fucking centre half. Yeah. How, how how are they getting results with Luke Shaw at centre half? You know, he's not he's not a bad player, but he's a left back. He's not a centre half. You know what I think it is with United. I, like I say, I'll compare it to Newcastle to some extent. Although the, I think they're the better than Newcastle, um, but Newcastle this season have been like massively overachieving. And some of the things they were doing was not sustainable, like 10 clean sheets in 11 games at one point, And then you've got like, um, what's his name? Wayne with eyebrows. Almiron. Yeah, Almiron. He's banging in goals like worldies every week. I'm like, well, yeah, it's great. Enjoy it while it lasts because that's not sustainable. Definition you, you, of a purple patch. You are going to you are gonna revert back to the mean. And that's what's happened with Newcastle now. They've reverted back to what they should be, which is a decent side. You know, they're, they're definitely a top half team. They may well finish like sixth, seventh, something like that. Um, but they were overachieving. And that's what I see with United. I'm like, they're not as good. I mean, because up until like, 
I mean, even up until today, there was people still saying they were in the title race. I mean, now they're well out of it. I think they're like 13 points behind Arsenal or something now. So forget that. that they're out of it now. But they were never really in it. I mean, they, they asked Fernandez about that after the game. Are you well, still in the title race? And he didn't even say no. Don't you, <laughs> see, like, you, like, you were never in it. In theory, looking at the points difference, they were in it. But the eyes tell you, they're not that good. There's no yeah. way. You know, and I do think that they've been overachieving. And we've been massively underachieving. And then, but you put us at our best and them at their best, and you're going to get like a fucking hammering for them. I'm not saying they were at the best today. I'm not saying there's a seven goal difference. But we beat them like last season, it was like 5 0, 4 0. Then they've beaten us when we've played badly at Old Trafford. And now we've we've put seven past them. So we're, we're still a better team than them. We've just been playing really badly for like a long time. But um, they've been like, they've capitalised on it. You know, they've done well. I do think like there's, what they've been doing is not really a true reflection of who they are. I don't think they're that good. That, that the results that they've had, I think you're not that good. You're having a good run. But they're not, they're not something to particularly be worried about. When you look at who's playing for them, look I think they've done really, life. really well to, uh, and, and to, also, to, the Rashford's Play like, the back of Rashford's. Yeah. Rashford's, yeah, Rashford's form thing. has carried them a long it way. Has. They've had like one player who's been playing absolutely out of his skin, scoring goals pretty much every game, and they've took side. advantage of that, and, and that's why they are where they are. But it's not because they're particularly like a, a great side at all. And It's I been think... doing my head in, to be honest, because whenever you listen to the manager talk, he just sounds like a fucking clown to me. He makes no sense whatsoever in what he says. He just comes out with all this bullshit, and you think... Hey, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how are you getting the tune out of them? Um, and then you see it in the flesh, and you think it's credit well, to him that they is, are where I... they are because the team's not that good. The, the, you know, the player for player, they're not oh, that he's, good. He's definitely improved them. Yes, he you know, I, I think he's the and reason some why big they decisions are where they are. as well. Taking some really big decisions that have gone well for him. Dropped, dropped uh, Maguire, bomb, bombed uh, the other fella out, Ronaldo out the club. You know, those things have gone really well for those him. Those things are fair he, enough. He, I'm just talking about when, he's, I, he's when I hear him talk about football. Well. I just think, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, it makes no yeah, sense. I, yeah, I mean, his English isn't great, is it? It's, 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 his way of talking strange, I think. He sounds, he just sounds odd the way he talks, I think. He does that weird mm. kind of like, heh, thing when he's talking. And he, and he just looks like a penis, doesn't he? I mean, it's just never <laughs> yeah. good. A penis, you get him back into the... A soft penis, uh, yeah. you get him back into the Pele. <laughs> like Pele's penis. Pele shouts again. <laughs> No, I just think Chris will be fuming when he's listening to this. Someone like Ten Hag, it's like he starts talking. I'm like, I know, why should I listen to you? You can't even grow hair. It's one of those. It's like the old Simpsons quote, isn't it? It's like I just can't take him seriously. Sorry, Paul, but you know. That's, that's a bit harsh. That I mean, I was going to ask Paul if he was going to bleach his uh, blonde when we were on that before. And I thought, he can't head. do that. Yeah, You're going to bleach your that. head. My ego can my ego can handle any shite you want to throw at me about hair. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna piss him off today, to be honest. I know my hair looks like it's being bleached because it's just fucking white these days. <laughs> but no, that's just natural honest. Um I've lost count of the goals now. Where are we up to? We're up to Bobby, number seven. Uh, yeah, the that the pick of the bunch just for the emotional involve uh, involvement to it. It's uh, hey, listen, it's the one Dave, that everyone you know, was happiest about. Do you know you it? said the other day, I think you said on Wednesday. Did you say it on the pod? Or did you say it before the game or something? You talked about Bobby's last game, you might cry or something like that. Or what did you say? You said I think something I said it in lines. the diary. I uh, posted it in, right. in the diary, yeah. Honest to God, right? Honest to God. You know, after 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 he scored it, we'll talk about the goal in a minute, and everyone's, the Anfield was booming out his start. Honestly, I started to choke up. It was mad. Mm. He turned around, you know, after the full celebration, 
he turned around and put his hands up to the cop and you know that big big beaming bobby smile yeah and i just thought what a player you are you have been for us absolutely sensational you couldn't write it, could you? Didn't come in on and get well, that today. Buzzed it was absolutely off that brilliant. As well. You know, in the interview yeah, afterwards, he mentioned about like that was the goal that the whole crowd wanted. I mean, yeah. oh, the noise, loud, the noise and the song as well was great. I like the thing is, we've had better players than Bobby, but I don't think there's anyone who's just brought like the same kind of joy. You know, like exactly. he, he just makes you feel good, even when he's not scored. Just him celebrating someone else's goal. There's always something that like you know just makes you smile. And, yeah, you it really him, buzzes just, off other people's You just smile, don't you? Yeah. Ultimate and, team yeah, player, isn't he? Yeah. That's why. Because it's it's never been about him, has it? It's always been about the team. Like yeah. there'd even be times where but he's running through and you think you could be a bit selfish there, but he'll always lay someone yeah. else on and like you just have But a great player as well. Like, no great player. Ego. Absolutely no yeah. ego. Watch this, I watched like a, a highlights reel of him, you know, I think yesterday or today or something. You know, every time at Liverpool he has scored some incredible goals for us. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Brilliant player. Sunas makes a comparison. Is- Sunas makes the comparison to Dalglish, doesn't yeah, he? he did, yeah. And I think uh, it it does make sense. I mean, he's more mobile than Kenny was, um, but it, 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 there is that kind of element about him where he's got that that real selflessness and the way he sees things that other people don't, and he can do things technically that other players don't. Yeah, what a what a player he's been for us. It's, it's, it's going to be just, very sad that last game, like very definitely, so. definitely. Yeah. What I said was, does, we we've said goodbye to other players like recent years, like. Genie and, and uh, Divock. Genie's slightly different because it hadn't officially been announced. We all kind of knew he was going, but it, it hadn't been confirmed at that point. With Divock, we all knew he was going and he got a send off and that. And yeah, it was like, it, it was sad, but not, I wasn't like anywhere close to tears or anything. But I do think with, with like Bobby's last game is going to be like a proper tearjerker. And it's just because like the, just the joy that he's brought us over the years. It's like it is time. You know, it's time. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he made the decision that he made. And it was a bit right uneasy choice, about us giving him a new contract. You know that, that it looked yeah, like we were same. trying to do that. I'm thinking, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Let's just call time on it. It's, he's had a great run. He's been a fantastic player for us. Great lad. We all love him. But it's time. And and the fact that Bobby himself has said that, it's like, yeah, you know what? That's it's a good mature decision that he's made. He knows it's time. And he's going to go out. He's going to get the send off. Every game is going to be a send off for him. You know, from now to the end of the season, every game his name's going to be getting belted out. Everything he does is going to mean more. You know, every goal he scores is going to be savoured more. So it's going to be like what, one long farewell party for him now. What a way to get that bandwagon rolling today with that yeah, goal as well. I'll tell you what, timing. he had no right to score that, did he? It was sensational. Mm. What just a strike. Goal, by the way, though, the, the ball again from Mo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And I mean, yeah, the first touch was almost too good for Bobby because the pass was really good and he got, it got stuck under his feet a little bit. But Mo's vision today, like, he was just picking out passes I, like that. Just I want to talk brilliant. about that, Brownie, because I, I didn't see all of like the post-match stuff, but I've seen a fair bit of it. And Sunes was talking about Mo, and he's he's praising him, but he's like kind of like damning him with faint praise. He's going on about oh, great professional, and he obviously he works very hard in training, and he's someone who like you you you'd love to manage. And then he calls him like the 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 most selfish striker he's ever seen. I'm like, hang on a minute, he's just set up two goals when he could yeah. easily have just cut onto his Dave. left foot and had a shot. Do you know what's going on there with Sunes? He's got a bad case of what I like to call the Monties. He just cannot. <laughs> he just oh, cannot wow. allow genius to 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 be. He can't allow genius to be. He's got to pick holes. A bad I, I, case I, of the I Monties, want to defend Stewie because 
Stu's criticisms of Mo, I totally get where he's coming from. I don't get what Tunes was on about. You know, there's been times when Mo has been too selfish. We all know that, but most strikers have those moments. But to say he's like the most selfish striker he's seen, I'm like, fuck off. You're talking, you're saying this in a game when he's just played a fucking brilliant ball to set up Gakpo. He's done the same thing to set up Bobby. And in both of those situations, he could quite easily have just shifted it sideways and gone for goal himself. And he didn't. He's played people in for goals. And you're saying he's only ever thinking about scoring goals That's, and he's the most selfish. It's just lazy. It's just lazy. He must have the highest assists to goals ratio of any Liverpool striker. He must have more assists relative to the number of goals of anyone who's played for us. Who else got assists like that? Who was prolific? Of all that prolific maybe Suarez, I can't think. Suarez, maybe. He wanted to know because it wasn't over as long a period of time. But There's been a couple of high-profile incidents where he's been a bit selfish. Remember the one with Sadio? Yeah, there's there been was a quite bit of a few. Off and, that. And, and that's just lazy punditry from Sunes. It's like he's gone in with with his own like narrative that he's yeah, got. And, he's already made up his yeah, mind about it. And he's ignoring that. the evidence that's in front of oh, him. But to be saying it, after he's just put on like you know two passes on a plate like that, unselfishly played the right pass at the right time, yeah, I just thought that was a bit bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Bobby's goal. I mean, I think De Gea maybe could do better with that. But who gives a fuck? It's like he—he's he, <laughs> that was the moment we all desperately wanted. I was I mean, joking before the game, though. Didn't I say before the game? Um, this might be like the first game where a player gets a straight red for celebrating. Because so, like, <laughs> what, yes, I, was, did, what yeah. I was thinking was like in my head, I'd, I was thinking we were going to win the game three two. That's what I've thought all week. And then I started thinking, well, what if it's Bobby who comes off the bench and gets like a, a late winner? And I was like, if Bobby gets a late winner, it's he's going to be in like row 35 of the cop and he's not going to be <laughs> taking his shirt off. He's going to be bollock naked, like <laughs> halfway off the cop. And, and it's going to be like the first straight red for over celebrating. As it was, he was able to just be kind of chilled about it because it was 7-0 it wasn't like the winning goal so he was able to just enjoy it but on that on like the celebration of that goal we've got to talk about like the fucking dickhead who ran on what happened there I mean what a nugget I don't know like what, what got shown on the TV but I haven't seen anything of it oh, he, it's he mad, came Brownie. out of the King Kenny didn't he came out of the King, King Kenny at the bottom just ran straight yeah, across he came from the corner and he was running full speed because he's getting chased by a steward so he's running as fast as he can. Like the players are all in like a big huddle, all celebrating, and he's running over because he wants to just join in. But because he's running so fast to get away from the steward, he gets to about like ten yards away and he has to slow down. But obviously he's in trainers and the pitch is wet, so he tries to slow down. Goes absolutely flying. He's on the floor sliding in, and he just takes out Trent and Curtis. Like and they don't see it coming, so they're no, not like. Robbo and Curtis, yeah. Um, I think I don't even think Trent was in it. I think Trent was arguing with Fernandez. I think that was the goal where Trent wasn't involved. Um, might be wrong, as I say. There's so many goals, you, you lose track. But <laughs> he runs in and he, he wipes out like Robbo and Curtis. And when you don't see something like come, that coming, you're not bracing yourself for it. So it, it was bad. And Robbo looked like he was in a bad way. Curtis was like limping, but he wasn't on the floor. Well, I thought, yeah, there's Curtis for another six months. That's yeah, Curtis well, out again. Well, it might still be because at full time when Curtis was walking off, he did have a bit of a limp as he was coming off the pitch. Um, Robbo looked like the he angle, shook he, it he off. He definitely hit them on the Achilles. It's one of them when he could have hit them on the Achilles coming in directly yeah. from behind. And um, so like they, they both looked like they were here. Robbo especially... And as the like the lads getting dragged away, 
Klopp is the good job Klopp didn't get hold of him then, you know. I'm surprised Klopp didn't run on the pitch and go for it because he was so angry. He was fuming, and rightly so. It's like, you know, yeah, we'd all love to run on and jump on the fucking pile with the players, but you don't do it. There's a reason why you don't do it, and that's part of it. You know, it's just an absolute fucking tit. Uh, But yeah, we'll hopefully there's no injuries there. But as I say, Curtis did have a bit of a limp when he came off. Um, But one more point I want to make after the the seventh goal and this is like one of the things that I'll take from this game more than anything it's like it's 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 a nothing it's like a minor little incident but it meant a lot to me just seeing it was like they kicked off after the 7-0 and the ball got played back and I looked and we had four players sprinting it was like watching like a a 100 meter race there's like four of them running flat out like <laughs> chasing the ball like pressing them and it's like that's either like the last minute or stoppage time whenever it was and we're 7-0 up and you look at that and we had four players absolutely fucking flying to press the centre-back he wanted more goals did yeah. you see Diogo when he came on he was dying to score like, wasn't he I don't know who the four were I know Curtis was one of them um, so he'd obviously made a pretty quick recovery from getting wiped out but he's probably just running on adrenaline it was like Curtis and um I think Mo was one of them as well, and I don't know who the other two were. It will have been Jota probably and maybe yeah. Bobby, but there was four of them just running flat out, chasing like the one player who had the ball. He must have just looked up and seen them and thought, fucking hell, I'm just getting rid of this because there's four of them just charging at him. And I'm like, if we did this at Old Trafford and we were like 5 nil up and they were down to 10 men, we could have scored fucking 12 that day if we'd have had that same mentality. And maybe like... Because when the fifth goes in in that game, and you remember Robbo fucking screaming at them, you know, let's keep this going, let's keep yeah. it going. And everyone's like, yeah, all right, Robbo, lad, yeah, settle down. We've got this. And, and we, they just took the foot off and didn't do nothing. Well, today, that never happened. You know, even at 7-0, they were still, like, flying forward, trying to get more goals. Context, though, um, isn't it? It's on the back of a poor season yeah. compared well, to where you're we flying like, high. And that's, job's that's done. Difference. We've got bigger fish to fry, you know, exactly. the rest of the season. It, whereas this was like, no, like... This is like our, us waking up from our slumber. If it was like. like a release, wasn't it? It yeah. was almost like a it big was. release from everyone. Yeah, we're like, oh, hang on, here we go, we're back. Like, that's a good way of putting it, I agree. Yeah. Are we back, though? Right. We, we possibly need to have that conversation mm. about how do we feel just, about the rest of the season now on the back of that. I mean, just just before we do, Brownie, I just wanted to ask you something because you'd yeah. have, you've had, probably been able to say it better on the telly. Should Jotter have had a penalty later on? I don't know. I don't think they showed the replay. I 100% was shouting for it. I wanted blood at that point. I was jumping out yeah. of my seat, like asking for everything. I thought it was. I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. I, I to be didn't, honest. but I've not seen a replay of it. Yeah, I, I don't think they showed touch one. was incredible. This first it was. touch was fucking beautiful. Like, but I, I thought it was just strong defending. He just held yeah. him off. But I don't know. I've not seen a replay. Yeah. I would agree. But yeah, so where does that leave us then going forward? What do we think? We, like, I know that we can't talk much about the Madrid game because it's not the next one, but does that give a little bit of hope? Well, just a, a quick a quick point on that. <laughs> so I did joke about it the other night about like Chelsea were 3-0 I'm up in the Bernabeu. So, um, but we'll talk about that after Bournemouth. But Real Madrid had a bad result this weekend. Looked like dog shit. Uh, you know. You saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm saying nothing for now, but let's just say <laughs> I'm ruling nothing out. I mean, answering your question, coming out of today, if that doesn't galvanise us, nothing will. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we battered our biggest rivals 7-0 at home. We played brilliant football. We've got all the new lads scoring. Um, we, it, 
we've we've had I mean, everybody on the pitch. I do think we need to go through some of the players we haven't mentioned because people like Harvey were sensational today. He was. Harvey was absolutely brilliant. Press like I've never seen him. Mm-hmm. He was super absolutely sensational. Brilliant. Yeah, and, and I think. I think if we don't if we don't carry that forward, you know the massive we've already talked about it, the massive improvements in Fabinho in the last few games and particularly today. You know if that doesn't mean something for our season, then I'll be absolutely stunned. I mean, for me now, I I, I don't see how we're not going to finish in the top four, regardless of the games to come. There's a third of a season left to play. Yeah, that result today will have. Uh, it's no exaggeration to say that will send shockwaves through the league. Now you know City and Arsenal are not going to be worrying about us going for the title, but they are going to be worrying about playing us in the context of the title race. Yeah. So we've got to go to we've got to go to City and Arsenal have got to come to us. In fact the next home game, the Arsenal one. So they're both going to be worried about playing us. Um, oh, I'm and everybody else to beat them, by the way. Yeah. Like honestly Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody else is going to be thinking Liverpool are back. Be very interesting to see the, the handbrake turns in the in the newspaper narratives tomorrow around respectively United's amazing season and Liverpool's disastrous season because uh, you know some of the things I've read even this week you know, Jonathan Jonathan Willis and the and the Guardian who are really like I think he's great but does this piece about Liverpool and United going in opposite directions and basically just lists all the things that have gone wrong with Liverpool and then says has Klopp left it too late should Klopp have gone or can he do can he do a Shankly but the whole the whole piece leans very much towards the negatives very much towards the negatives and to my mind as I'm reading it I'm thinking well that's we. I think this tide has started to turn a little bit already we were saying that in the week that we'd seen positives that things were starting to turn well right now they've turned after tonight they've yeah. turned massively and I think what we will see is that will become um, a big narrative around uh, around the game and there's no doubt that those stories do affect people's perceptions going into games it affects how players think. It, is, it affects how um, managers think. You know, they have a perception of, of the of the form that a team is in, and the momentum that they're building, and, and that affects preparation. It affects performance um, to a greater or lesser degree. I'm not saying it's necessarily definitive, but it, but certainly, um, I think today will have a big impact on us, um, and I feel very very confident we're going to finish in the top four. I, I don't um, think I appreciated how important just the recent run, you know, ignored and put the Real Madrid game to the side for now. But just looking at the league, obviously the win against Everton, beating Newcastle, Palace wasn't great, but it's another clean sheet. I, I clean think looking back on them now, it's really big. important, isn't it, in terms of setting yeah. that base where suddenly you're just not giving daft goals away. And if if we don't give daft goals away, we've got players on the pitch who are going to score goals, haven't we? So, who are now it's a little bit, banging form, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Well, I yeah. said after the, the Palace game, I mean, it was a bad performance, but in context, it's not a terrible point, and now it's definitely not because we've taken 13 from 15, which yeah. is a, a run that we would have all been made up with, like over over five games, 13 points from five games. Yeah, we'd have all been... It feels like, yeah, like we were miles that, so. behind Newcastle just a few weeks ago, and then you blink, and then suddenly we're ahead of them. I know. Just like well, I, I, this, I've been saying this for ages. I was like... And three points behind Spurs with a game in hand. I, I kept hearing people going on about, like, for us to get fourth, we're going to have, this, have to have this incredible run and show, like, our title winning form. Like, no. Are you fucking... Are you not paying attention to the teams who we're up against for getting fourth? We do not need to be at our best and go on a mad run. We just need to be better than shit. Because yeah. shit, as was right on the coattails, as shit as we were, we were still like not that far off the, the teams going for fourth. So 
you just have to be like respectable by our own standards and that's more than enough to get forth we don't have to be like suddenly becoming like our absolute best overnight although we might have if today's anything to go by we might actually be back but remains to be seen but the point is getting fourth place Tottenham have lost eight games nine games now Tottenham have lost nine games and the fourth so just just this week they've lost to Sheffield United and Wolves yeah. as well without scoring they, they, the goal. They, they, they've still that's got the, over a quarter of the for fourth place. The team yeah. we're chasing for fourth place has lost nine times. Newcastle are the other team in contention. They've drawn more than they've won. So we're not chasing Man City. People thinking that we, we can't afford any slip-ups. We can. We can afford quite a few more slip-ups between now and the end of the season. And we could still finish fourth with a bit to spare. That's the level that you're going for. That's g- the g- difference it, between fourth Dave, and first. Dave, give it another couple of weeks and Paul will be saying we are chasing Man City. Well, <laughs> another, another two weeks or another well, two bevies. I'll tell you what I'm going to say right sooner. now. I'm not ruling, I'm not ruling out finishing above the Manx. Yeah, let's have a look at the table. Let me just have a little quick Seven points there. behind the Manx we are. I'm not ruling out finishing above the Manx at all. I think the top two are probably too far now at this stage. Probably. Um, I love it. I okay. absolutely love it. So, They've got to play us, Brownie. They've got to play us. We're 16 <laughs> points behind Man City with a game in hand. So, so call off 13 and then we beat him. <laughs> That's love 10. It. The game in yeah. hand's Chelsea away, by the way. Chelsea are back, shit, Chelsea are back, apart from when they play us. No, they're shit. No, even Chelsea won yesterday. yesterday. Apparently, they were shite, even though they won. So, uh, scored the first goal in forever. Yeah, look, let's let's concentrate on getting above Spurs, and then you can start looking at uh, maybe catching United. It would be fucking hilarious if we did finish. We'll finish third. Telling you, we're gonna finish third. Well, I've been saying for ages that we'll still get top four, so I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with fourth. But if United start to wobble, then who knows? They have started to wobble, Dave. Did you not watch the game today? That's one game, no. Seven nil by us. One game against a, us. That, at yeah, our, at that's our the best. sort of thing that can get so, right in players' heads. Yeah, that's get true. Absolutely but... humiliated. Absolutely humiliated. You know what else? Die though? laughing if we finished above them. Now Do you remember when it used time. to be a thing when like a team won the league cup and then they just turned to shit for like about two months? It used to happen like quite regularly when teams would win it. This is before like Man City started winning it all the time and it made no difference to them. But it used to be a thing, like a team would win the League Cup and then like the form would just go. Yeah, a bit of a hangover. Yeah, so it'd be funny if that happened to them. Like, But now let's just look at fourth first. Let's just catch Tottenham. So we've got the game in hand. Um, goal difference. They've got a better goal difference, haven't they? Their goal difference, 26. No, 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 I'm looking at... No, no, their goal difference is 10 and ours is 19. I'm looking at the wrong columns there. Um, we win yeah. the game in hand. And okay, we're fourth. so we win the game in hand and we're fourth. So it's in our hands now. Yeah. Which a few weeks ago, I, oh, I remember saying yeah. on the pod, like I heard Jason Cundy on on talks when I was coming over from a game, and he was saying, you know, Liverpool need to start showing the title winning form to have any chance. I'm like, no, we're up against fucking Spurs and Newcastle. You know, we don't need to like win every game, and it's still the case. Like we, you know, I reckon probably. 65, 66 points will probably be enough to get fourth. And that, that's not that difficult. Like, when, as you say, we've got like a third of the season left. We've got a tough run coming up, though, after the Bournemouth game. I mean, you can't count any game, can well, you? Well, we've got that, that little stretch, haven't we, where it's like City, Chelsea, City, Chelsea. Yeah. 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 But, you know, we don't need to Nine worry points. about any of that. And, Nine and points, even, boys. even if you lose <laughs> one of those games, 
even if you lose one of them, it's not it's not that much of a setback for going for fourth place. You've just got to make sure you don't lose like two out of the three, haven't yeah. you? And then you, you'll be all right. But even if you do, as long as you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, then it's fine anyway. You, we can't be having no stupid slip ups in like like next week. We cannot we can't go to Bournemouth and not win. You've got to win that game. And if you win those type of games, you can afford like that. You, you maybe like City away might be tricky. You might lose that. Well, it's not that damaging as long as you're taking care of business when you're supposed to and it does look like we have turned that corner now not just because of today because even the other night i felt like that game the other night and i wrote this in the match report it's like if you'd have taken that game in isolation and dropped it in the middle of one of the seasons where we were getting like nearly 100 points you wouldn't have looked at that and thought anything of it like that it was out of place because we've had loads of games like that you don't play great every game we look back at like the glory years and remember, like, you know, the amazing performances and, like, you know, the sensational goals and all that. But we had loads of games like that Wolves game the other night because that's normal. That's, like, perfectly normal that you have those type of performances. But we probably didn't think much of that because we're looking for brilliance because we've been shit. We're looking for brilliance to show signs that we're back. Well, we had that today. You know, we had normal yeah. the other night. That was what you'd expect. That's, like, a run-of-the-mill, routine, home win, comfortable good performance, they barely look like scoring. So that that's good. You know, you take that. And then today, you had like the flashy, spectacular performance. So those type of performances, we haven't had like for months and months. Now we have. And we've put, and even the Real Madrid game, the Real Madrid, you know, first half, first was, half was, was fucking brilliant. great. And then it's, it's kind of a bit of a freak show what happens after that. We make stupid mistakes, then we lose a bit of confidence and they're just ruthless. But you're not playing against them all the time, you know. Like, you make mistakes against them, and it's like fucking Benzema and Vinicius Jr. and Modric and that, and they just tear you apart. But you make those same mistakes. Like, we did it at Palace. We made mistakes against Palace, but it's fucking Jordan Ayew and Mateta, and, you know, just fucking bums like that who, who can't take advantage of it. And that's the difference. You make those mistakes against, like, top players, and you punish, you get punished. I thought we'd do that today. I was worried today that the reason I was saying 3 2 is because I thought we'd do something daft. And to be fair, we, we, like. Ali, Ali, Ali did, Allison didn't he? did. Jesus. But it, I think it was 3 0 at that point, wasn't it? But the one when, like, he, he almost gets caught, Give he has the ball to away. dive to make a save. But, you know, I, I keep saying this, like, I don't want to sound like my dad, but Allison with his feet makes me nervous. And yeah, today was just same. a classic case of that. It's like I'm sat there and I'm like, oh, don't fucking do nothing stupid. And then he's dallying on the ball, inviting people to come towards me. Like, just fuck, no, just stop it. And it's not that like he can't play. It's just he plays at the wrong times and just makes bad decisions. And it's it's so frustrating because he's so fucking great at everything else he does. I'm like, just stop taking those unnecessary risks. Just really frustrates me. There's nothing wrong with every now and again just putting the ball behind no. the full back and turning them round. Is Absolutely there? And sometimes not. Ali just like he just refuses to do it, and you think, come on, just be a bit more sensible about what you're doing. But that's that's partly why I was still wary a little bit up until about three 0 But then once it got past a certain point, you're just laughing. Then every time the ball goes in, aren't you? Yeah, because they did carry a threat. It's not like at, at, at any point I was I thought like well up until, when it gets to like four, five, whatever. But up until three 0 they were still carrying a threat and. You could have seen them scoring, especially if we'd have done something daft. Because they almost got in a few times. There was a couple of offsides. 
was the one when like did Shank get the ball? And we got given offside, but you know when like he chased in after Rashford and he just wiped him out. Did didn't get... show a replay again on that, but I thought he just wiped him. Clean I thought out. But I they, didn't were, they were he... all given Trent like um, high fives. Yeah, and as, as though he made, made a great tackle because I didn't see him I getting the great ball. Tackle. But yeah. yeah, Virgil and a couple of the others were over there like celebrating and telling him well done. So yeah. I, I don't know, maybe he did, but it looked they to me saw like the he offside and they just didn't even bother looking at it because it yeah. was offside. I knew it was off anyway. I shouted straight away, nah, that's yeah. off. So I wasn't worrying. Speaking that, of Trent, did you get onto his uh, Instagram post? I did. Liked, liked by my boy Jude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, love it, love on, it. On that, all, all you naysayers out there, he's coming in the summer. I'm telling you. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. I think he is. The World Cup convinced me. And again, yeah. I'm looking at this, and like a couple of days ago, Rio Ferdinand said, if Jude Bellingham's choosing between Man United and Liverpool, he's going to choose Man United. Oh, that just made me more convinced that he was coming here. Because when's Rio Ferdinand yeah. right about anything? Did you hear what else he said as well in what? that same piece? No. He said it's the most confident he's been about United going to Anfield for years. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go ahead, lad. Ollie's at the wheel. Not he's there. horrendous, isn't he? Real Ferdinand is absolutely yeah. horrendous because he says things with like such conviction and like such confidence and he's just talking absolute shite. Like if Jude Bellingham is going to Man United... He is not liking Trent's post about us beating them 7-0 because that's not a good look for someone who's signing for Man United. You just I'm wouldn't doing do it. it about two minutes about two minutes after the post goes yeah, up as well. You, you wouldn't He's do all it, over you? He, he was waiting it. for him. Yeah, you would not do it. He and seems also, like an intelligent lad as well, bright lad, and he and, understands yeah. how things work and surely you yeah. don't do that. Like. There was there was like a, there was an interview with Trent the other day. It was like a sponsorship thing for Under Armour. Um, and he got asked about Jude Bellingham and they were like, you know, would you like to see him at Liverpool? And Trent just looked and just kind of smirked and shook his head and he was like, you know, what are you doing to him here? And he just said, you know, he's he's a great player and he, any team would benefit from him. But like, you just he just had like a little glint in his eye when he got asked the it's question. It's definitely happening. It is, it is. Happening. I, I've, as I say, the World Cup convinced me. Because again, same point that I'm making, if... Because Man City is supposed to be after him. United's supposed to be after him. Real Madrid's yeah, a slightly like different thing. I can't rule out Real Madrid, but what I can say about like Man City and Man United, if he was going to Man City, he's not spending all his time at the World Cup with Henzo and Trent. He's hanging around with fucking Grealish and Foden and the other knobheads. He's not going to be with our lads if he's going to Man City. That would just be too weird. It's, it, you've, you've got to look at it from that point of view. It would be weird if he's going to Man City and he's hanging around with our players and not theirs. Not happening. And again, the United thing, if you're going to United, he's certainly not going to be liking that post. It's a virtual situation all over again. He's coming to us. It's been known for ages. It's all done and dusted. They might not have got all the details of the contract nailed down, but I reckon they've shaken hands on it. He's told those players he's coming. He definitely wants to come here. And he's got he's not got eyes for anybody else. It's exactly what Virgil did. Yeah, he's did just you decided see that? he wants to play for Klopp and he wants to play for Liverpool. Did and that's that, it. Um, he's not interested in anyone else. I don't know who it was. It's a journalist in Germany, uh, uh, Christian Falk, is he? Might yeah, yeah, he's normally, yeah, he's normally quite. Uh, and he says, does he work for Sky Germany? I think. Yeah, I think it was him. I could be wrong. It might have been somebody else. But the story was. Bellingham's not put off if we don't make the Champions League because yeah. he he likes the idea of. Being a difference being maker, you know, yeah, back come in back and you take level. us back to, to where we, we should yeah. be. He he's like he likes the challenge of that. Now I don't know where that's come from, whether it's true or not, but it was a bit of a random thing for somebody to be saying if there wasn't anything in it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like the easy thing is to say, oh, he's going to Real Madrid, whether he is or not. It's it's just the easy I don't, he's thing not going to, to Spain. For the he's not he's not going to Spain. Like I don't that's, think that's, so. that's not the pattern as well though of, of these players. These players who leave and go to Germany go for the reason they go to develop. Well, it's all about the so Premier League now ready, anyway, mate, as They well. come back into yeah. the Premier League. That's the reason why they do it. So he's he's clearly following the same pattern as the likes of Sancho and lads like that. So he's definitely coming back to England. It's just a case of where. It's a shame, like that. Uh, you know that fucking bird from the Telegraph can't get like. Bellingham and Trent's WhatsApps because there'd be some belters in there. I bet you. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you the group chat. Bellingham's in our fucking group chat. Like, oh, I was boss that lads fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, anything else that we've missed? Let me think. Uh, yeah, Klopp not doing the fist pumps at the end. That was a little bit of a fucking wet blanket throwing on things. Wasn't I was it? pissed off about that. Like, it's just ridiculous when you think about what's just happened. But I had a proper cob on, you know. He was like, I thought he was kind of winding us up a little bit and just, you know, the way sometimes yeah. he pretends he, well, he he's was, not going to do it. He was whipping them up to make more yeah, noise. Exactly. And then he's saying no, and I'm thinking, no, he's, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's yeah. going to do it. And then he walked off. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you know what it might have been? There's two possible explanations I can think of. One, he didn't want to overdo it and look like he was rubbing the noses in it. And two, he might have just been a bit worried about putting his shoulder out, having to do fucking seven. seven. (laughs) (laughs) I was shouting at the telly, do seven, do seven. I I can't do seven. I'm I'm getting on a bit. I don't know if my shoulder can cope with that. So it could have been that. But yeah, I fucking stayed behind waiting for that. I normally go as soon as the final whistle goes, I leave because I've got to get to the car park before it gets rammed and I can't get out. Uh, and I thought, you know what? I don't give a shit if I don't get home until 10 o'clock tonight. I'm staying. I'm milking every second of this. And I want to see Klopp doing the fist pumps. I always stay for it. it. That guy's got me wrapped around his finger. Like, I'm always there for that. Like, no matter who we're playing, what the result is, I'm like, come on, is he going to do it? I proper buzz off that, which is ridiculous. 40-year-old man buzzing off somebody who's doing a bit of fist bumps and that. It's his fucking boss, isn't he? Yeah. But I I kind of understand why he doesn't want to be seen to be like... You know, over celebrating if you like, but you know, fuck that. You fucking just. Oh, fucking come on. Do you it. just beat United 7 0 at home in the season where things have not been great. You know, if you're not going to do it then, when are you going to do it? It's disappointing that. So, what did you make of him? Um, Gary Neville's comments afterwards? He's oh, a fucking he's out of the Western Superman. What a whopper. <laughs> do you know what the problem with him? Like, I think How I said on the. was he beforehand? Oh, and did you see the, see the, the one where. See the one where Sooness was saying, I, I really fancy Liverpool to win today. And him and Roy yeah. Keane are both smirking. Like, oh, I don't yeah. think they realise United are back or all that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, fuck off. But the Couldn't thing with Neville is, it comes back to what I said about Cara recently on one of the pods, that they shouldn't be doing games for... for they, they go too far. So Cara goes too far on us and Neville goes too far on them. He's, he's just black and white. He just comes out with just ridiculous statements where he goes massively extreme. And, and and he refuses to move from it. If you give him 24 hours and a yeah, few clips and a bit that. of analysis to do, he's if, good. But if in he's the doing moment, Monday he's night terrible. Football, talking about that game today, I don't think he says what he said. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's the emotion, isn't it? They get, yeah. they get caught up in the emotion of the whole thing. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? But he, he made the prick of himself. He looked an absolute... And keen, to be fair. Do you notice the way he sat there saying nothing? Yeah, there's a reason for yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely shut down, didn't he? Almost smirking at how, at how uh, Neville was digging a big hole for himself. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Like Kelly Cates had, had him right off as well. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that was brilliant, yeah. the last bit. Super. <laughs> the closing bit. I, I think she's great here. She handles all those big egos brilliantly. Knows her stuff as well inside out. She's really good. Yeah. 
because Sunis is probably not the easiest to handle, but obviously she's known him since she was a little kid and that, so yeah, she's the ideal yeah. person to be dealing with that. Yeah, she's um, not intimidated by any of them. No, she 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 takes no, it all in her yeah. stride. I think she's really really good. I mean, you know, we see some of the some of the fellas who present. They are, I mean, you know, that dickhead I can't stand. He spends all game blowing smoke up players' asses. That Jay Humphrey, mm. you know what I mean? And and it's and you know that's that's not what we're there for. We want to hear what they've got to say. You don't need to like kind of like sort of you know sort of roll over and you know, to tickle your belly for you. You know, it's not about that. You know, she's 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 quite comfortable in putting her own points of view, which I quite like. And and she's also not intimidated by them all getting a bit of a cob on either. Yeah, it was great. That just and she makes it more entertaining, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny as well, like uh, you know when they had the camera on the commentators, like, yeah. um, and then Cara's taking a selfie with Neville in the background with his fucking miserable face. <laughs> thought that yeah, was quality. It's brilliant. Yeah, that absolutely was really brilliant. Good. But it's a shame, like that the uh, you know the way they've got like the the camera on both of them and the goals are in. I want to see fucking Martin Tyler, Martin Tyler's face. Miserable as sin. Yeah, but we'll have to wait hey, until boys, like that just... that lad who does the. Uh, the, the voiceover things on it. We're like, we're waiting to see what he does tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I've just realised something we haven't mentioned. What's that? Mo's Mo's record. Yeah, hundred and twenty nine goals in sixty one fewer games than Fowler. That was the mad thing. That's mad. That, that's mad. Yeah, it is. To do it like so much quicker than Fowler was that, that is that's like astonishing, isn't it? Really. Did you get on Klopp or, like, doffing the cap to him at the yeah. end as well? When he yeah. went on, that was boss. Yeah. Lovely little touch, that one. Mm. I love how Mo knows all that stuff and he's right into it, like. It's great. Yeah. Did you see it? He said, oh, yeah, the first season I was here, I was looking at that and thinking, yeah, I, I want that record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this first season here. Yeah. And he's looking, who's the top scorer? He's probably looking at Rushy. He's not catching Rushy, but he's probably looking at that thinking, well, you know, if I play till I'm 40, <laughs> you never you know. Like, it's certainly... He could, I think he could definitely be second all-time scorer, I think. Yeah. I mean, that would that won't be easy, but he could definitely be second. He's not catching Rushy, though. No. That's ridiculous. It's well, mad when you look at Rushy's numbers, you're like, how oh, the fuck? That's incredible. That's ridiculous, Rushy's isn't it? Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. What no. was it? Just shy of 350? No, Rushy went. 346 or something like that. Are you just are you just talking league, Brownie? Oh, no, no. Just overall. Just I thought Rushy went over 400, didn't he? Yeah, I'll tell you now. I'll have a little look. We need John. Where's I've, John? I've, I've, I've got I've got three, four, six in my head for some reason. I've got if you're right there, Brown, I'll, I'll be well impressed. Let's have a look. A goal scorer. Uh, John would know this instantly. Three forty-six. <laughs> there we go. Fair play, Brownie. Fair play. So what's Mo on now? All, all, all in. Right, let's have a look. So you've got Dave. Was that just league? Was that just league goals or all goals? No, that's all competitions. Rushy. Yeah, that. total goals. Rush three four six in six hundred and sixty. Uh, Roger Hunt two eight five. Gordon Hodgson two forty one. Billy Little two twenty eight. Stephen Gerrard one eighty six. Robbie Fowler one eighty three. Mo is on one seventy eight. So he's definitely going above Robbie soon. He'll definitely go above Stevie soon. And then next year, it'll probably be... Maybe the year after, Billy Little will be in his sights. He could conceivably go not sure he'll get to 285. on this contract. 285's a lot, though. I think he'd probably sign another contract after this one. Another 100 goals, though. He's over 100 behind that, though. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, that's only five seasons. 
That's only five seasons. He, 40 he's pounds, over like 20 his first season, season, he got 44. If he can do that again a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, yeah. either way, what a player. Absolutely he's he's going to be top five. 100% he's going to be top five, and he's probably going to be third, I reckon. By the time and when you start finished. throwing ratios into it, he's got to be near the top. He's ratios, got to be probably number one. That will, I've actually got ratios in front of me. On I'm on. Um, I'll shout out to lfchistory.net. It's yeah, I'm on the same one now. Quality at that, site. At the ratio on the yeah. On the right that, that's my go-to box. site for any of this. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. Um, so his ratio is one point six three, which is well better than everyone except Gordon Hodgson, who's one point five six. And then you throw in the goals and assists thing. You know, the, the what do they call it now? Goal involvement or whatever. Suarez is one point six two. So he's like right wow. there with with Suarez in terms of his ratio. Yeah. But most of them are all higher than that, except Gordon Hodgson, who's got two forty one in three seventy seven. I'm not sure how many of them were in the, the top division now, or whether we were in the second division then. And it's a totally think it was fascinating game, when he was it, like, yeah. back then. When he was when he was talking yeah. about the records, he did that he did that interview with I don't know who she is, I've not seen her before, a woman on Sky who did the interview with her before the game. I think it'd been on social media as well. She was asking about the records and he's the top of he obviously went past Stevie, didn't he, this season in Europe. And uh, she said, Which one do you want most? And he said the Premier League one. And he actually said much more important to him than the European one, which is interesting really because you know, there's this kind of like, there's this sort of maybe even a bit of an urban myth that like foreign players particularly care more about Europe and the Champions League than they do about the league. Yeah. But he was very much focused on the league, the league record. That's the one he wanted. That's the one he saw as the as the the pinnacle. He's right in it, I think. Yeah, you know, that's your bread and butter. That's doing it every single day in day out every week. They asked him afterwards what was his favourite of all of the goals he scored, and he went, "Yeah, that one that broke the record today. It wasn't yeah. like the best goal, but." That's my yeah. favourite because it was it broke yeah. the record, so it obviously meant a lot to him. He's yeah. really driven though by like individual things, yeah. isn't he? Which sometimes yeah. can come across as being a bad thing, but in the context of what he is as a player, it's not. It's something he needs to excel. Yeah, so it doesn't he, come he across as that. arrogant, does he? When he's talking about it, I don't think he no. doesn't come across as like someone who's a bit of a swellhead. Nothing all, he ever says uh, comes across as arrogant, but if you read the quotes. And you're not seeing him saying it. You could look and think, "Aye, aye, that's a bit." But when you see him say it, he's got such a yeah, such a manner about him. You know, Delivery it's kind of like a, an all shucks and... manner, where he's like, you know, you just can't take it the wrong way because he just comes across so well. Yeah. Monty's going to be fucking fuming at all this praise that Mo's been <laughs> He's not. He's oh, well ending yeah. this one early, isn't he? He's like, oh, I can't be doing uh, yeah. with yeah. this. <laughs> well, actually, there's a, there's a uh, um, it's a good job he's not on because of what he put in the chat. What was it he said? It was it was along the lines of Gary Neville. Like Same we, as Neville, he we basically. We weren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, we didn't play that well. A lot of it was down to what I they did. I think it was I mean, really quiet to him, Paul. You said, like, don't have yeah, this fucking right. buzzkill in the, in, like, yeah. on the pod tonight. Yeah. This chip piss sort of thing you called Yeah, it. yeah. He said, like, we weren't even that good. It was like, they were. that's as bad as I've seen anybody play or something like that. Which is a bit rich, really, when he always moans about us not fucking being ruthless. I know he did follow it up by saying he, he, liked, he liked us being ruthless, but you, I would have thought he'd be buzzing And he also one. gave Mo some credit as well, didn't he, to be fair? Yeah. He probably choked on his roast dinner at the same time. Then He, he, he went off the chat then. He's probably on his way to A&E getting the chicken bones out of his throat. <laughs> he said, I genuinely think it's hard to judge against lads who are literally not even chasing you anymore. <laughs> 
well, that's to be the frustrating fair, thing did you, though, did you, did you get onto Fernandez doing that? Like just giving up, flinging yeah. his arms and just, just walking, just not bothering to track back. Bad that, like he's the captain as well. Yeah, I know that the the uh, the body language from him was horrendous today, you know, and as you say, that that's your captain, that's like but like I say, you know, they're they're punching above the weight and hopefully like they'll revert back to what they should be. And if they do and and we pick up, then we could catch them. But like I say, first things first, let's catch Spurs and then go from there. Yeah. And then Real Madrid. Hmm. So what, what's saying the next game on, then, boys? Saying nothing at the Is moment. It... I want to see how we get on against Bournemouth first before I start Bournemouth making rash next, predictions yeah. about what we're going to do in the Bernabeu. So, yeah, so what just, are we doing? Are we, are we changing the team much next week or are we going no, with why, same again? Just get a, build build that rhythm because there's an international break coming up as well, isn't there? Yeah, I don't think we need to make too many changes. We're, we're like, we've, we've got the week off, haven't we? You know, no midweek game. Yeah. So the only thing is, it's Madrid next week, isn't it? Is Madrid straight after the Bournemouth? Is it like, Tuesday? Yeah, I think it's the Tuesday. So if it's man, maybe, maybe you rotate a little bit at Bournemouth. You know, maybe you you, um, you bring in Jota to start the game, um, change the midfield a little bit. If that, I think like you got to look at what team it's, you want to play on, against Madrid, and it's then on say, the Wednesday, the Real Madrid game. Okay, it's Wednesday. Yeah, that's so not Saturday, too bad. Wednesday, then, so you probably yeah, yeah. yeah. lunchtime kickoff on think, Saturday. Oh well, yeah, I, that's a normal. Like Klopp always says, Saturday, Wednesday is totally. It's a normal week. You don't yes. need to make changes. Saturday, Tuesday, slightly different. So um, no, I don't think whatever we do, team selection for Bournemouth, it shouldn't really have any any bearing on the Madrid game. So yeah, maybe just go same again. Yeah, I would. The only one thing to consider would uh, Bacetic coming back in, maybe. But Harvey did really well today, didn't he? I thought Harvey was I'd be tempted to leave Hendo out just because I want him for like the the big games. I want him yeah. like, completely fresh and at it. And yeah, he's sure. one who does tend to struggle a little bit with the two games a week and Fabinho and he's a big game player as well we need him in the big game maybe get Fabinho an hour and then get him off and get Bajetic on against Bournemouth yeah just in the six keep it do, yeah, yeah keep him fresh for hopefully like, what, get a couple of goals up and then start making the changes That's I wouldn't the rest scenario. like Fabinho from the start I think now he's in that um in the groove a little bit you want to you want to yeah. keep him in that don't you that's so what definitely I mean. start him, give him an hour then, and then yeah. make the change then yeah. can we bring Costas back in after he played uh, well in the week I don't think you, you could do but I don't think so I think like I think Robbo will be able to play both games but then have we got a league game after Madrid or is that the international break if we've got a league game after that, that that's when maybe you bring Costas it would have been Fulham it would have been Fulham wouldn't it I think and then that's, that's cancelled yeah. because the FA okay. Cup it's the first of April against City after that Madrid game then. Yeah, and then it's Chelsea in the week and then it's Arsenal at the weekend after that. Mm. Yeah, so I don't think I'd I'd do too much changes. I don't think we need to, but ideally so, yeah, get the game won and then make some changes then. Yeah, yeah, good shouts, agreed. Uh, I think just to finish off, I think we have to say the atmosphere today was fucking brilliant. And not just because we've battered them second half. I thought the first half was great as well. Best we've yeah, had all season. Good. Even better than the Man City game, I think. I think it was like really, really good. Yeah, I think I'd the crowd have been really good this season, considering what's happened. In, we've been in good in that. The drop-off. They've not turned they against turned the team or anything. Them. No, the, there's not been any, it's like, been, any stick been, given it's out been, It's been a bit flat, though, hasn't it? has been flat. flat. Yeah. yeah, but what I mean is in the certain games where the, the crowd have realised that they actually need them, they haven't. They've actually been there, yeah. and delivered. You yeah, know no, I mean? that's, true. that's true. Yeah, I, I think that needs yeah. shouting out. 
No, agree with that. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I just need to reflect on the fact that again that we fucking battered the Manx seven 0 at Anfield today. <laughs> Biggest win ever against them. It's like it's literally history, boys. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see the like again. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. I think it was what a day at six 0 I think that was their record Premier League defeat as well, and then we went and just added another one just for good measure. Nice. But it's nice. just it's the biggest win we've ever had against them, and it kind of makes up for us letting them off the hook last season. Yeah. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw the stat just before and I'm trying to find it, but I can't find it. It's it, Oh, there it is. The aggregate, um, Liverpool's aggregate scored in the last 10 home league games against Man United, 29-2. <laughs> oh, my God. You know. God. Halcyon days. Yeah. Love it. No, that's mad. I, I tell you what, um, barely heard a peep out of their fans all day until the cops started singing like, Fergie's right, Fergie's fans right. right. And they couldn't and help they themselves. Could they? Couldn't fucking help themselves. I was going to ask about that because I wasn't there today. So so much right it it is. No, Jules, Jules, Jules said this to me on the way. He, he, I didn't hear it. He said they said it, and I said to him though, it's a bit like a. It's almost like a, a, a Pavlovian response. This is like Pavlov's dogs when they hear that thing, he's right. It's almost like the brains don't even kick in. They just come back with it automatically. Yeah. But equally, I do wonder if if the coppers are almost sort of trying to. You know, make them, them make them sing it. Yeah, yeah and you know what? It. Well, they used to fucking sing "Where's Your Famous Munich" song. They were like, and that was like blatantly trying to goad people into singing that. Yeah, but this is you know, it's a, it was a relevant thing because like their fans, like, they were all getting off though. That yeah, was they why were leaving, we were so it. the fans are singing that because they were leaving. So Fergie's right, your fans are shite. It's a perfectly legitimate thing to be singing yeah, under the circumstances. And if they want to take it that way as like provocation to sing that, and then they sing it, what pisses me off is that before the game, Klopp's having to say stuff about like not chanting about tragedy. He's like, well, we fucking don't. You know, you might have like the odd dickhead shouting stuff like Munich and that. No one sings it. It's not like you've got like an entire section of fans singing that. Whereas the away end is like thousands of them singing about Hillsborough. And there's, there's like, they, they can say what they like about that. Always the victim. Oh, it's not about that. It's about other stuff. Fuck off. We know what it is. But how are you going to spin the sun was right, your murderers? How are you going to spin that one as being anything else other yeah. than Hillsborough? Yeah. So it yeah, pissed I, me off that Klopp had to, had to even be part of that. Klopp and Ten Hag both calling for fans not to sing about that. It shouldn't be Klopp doing it. He shouldn't have to do it because we're not doing Nothing's that. Nothing's going to change. You know what it is? It's like, punishing clubs. it's like you get fucking Zelensky and, and Putin and they both say, look, you know, let's not invade countries. Or what the fuck? You know, it's like it, we should not be having any part of that. It's not up to us to be policing this because we're not the ones doing it. It's them. And they've done it again, as usual. And something needs to be done about it. Whether yeah, that's the FA like, needs to be needs yeah, to be but, putting punishments in place. Definitely, they're not it's doing anything be, about it. And and it's been it's got to be fines. Been it's got to complaints. be away fan bans. It's got to be all sorts. Yeah. there's got, got to be proper action taken. And if they don't do it, then we should just say, right, you're not yeah. coming to Anfield next season. And, all, and equally, you, you know, if if Liverpool fans are doing it, they should be also they should be yeah, punished as well. Damn right. But from my perspective, absolutely. From my perspective, that, that's not happened today. No, it hasn't, and it never happens. That's the thing. It, it, like, when did you ever? You'll, hear you'll get like isolated incidents, but you'll not get, something where it'll get, come across on the screen. You might screen get like lads, pissed up lads on coaches singing yeah. stuff that they shouldn't be singing. You do get that. You can't legislate for that. You know, like you're gonna get dickheads being dickheads. It does not happen in the in the stands where like people are chanting stuff like that. It doesn't happen. Yeah. 
you know, it happened in the eighties, the nineties, and it stopped. It's it doesn't it doesn't happen. But why are we still getting like Klopp having to say stuff, telling us? Because that just makes like the the wider world look at it and go, oh yeah, there's a problem there. Both as bad as each other. No, it's not a case of both as bad as each other. It's a one sided thing, and it happens all the time. And they're getting away with it. It's like fuck all's being done. How many times have they been told by their own manager messages in the match program? So United as a club are trying to like tell them, look, pack it in. And they're just doing it anyway. They don't give a fuck. They're just doing it. So something has to be done, like punishment-wise. And if the FA are going to do anything, we should just say, you're not coming to Anfield next year. And then if they want to be dickheads and say, well, you're not coming to Old Trafford, fine. No, if if that's the case, it just means that our fans are not having to listen to the home fans singing that shit for the whole fucking game. But I don't want to end on that because like we've just beat them fucking seven nil. Seven nil. I know. Just one thing's just occurred to me there. Actually, thinking about the the running. By the time we play the city game, we'll probably have Diaz back, won't we? Because he's not far away. He might be back for the round. Time, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, Klopp said last week he's training, and he said next week hopefully he'll be in team training. And usually it's like you have like a full week of team training and then you'd be considered. So if he has, if he's in, we don't know, but if he's in team training like tomorrow, um, probably won't be the full team in tomorrow, but like the subs and the ones who didn't play, I think they'll be in. So if he trains with them tomorrow and then he has like a full week with the team, he won't be involved against Bournemouth, I wouldn't have thought, but there's no reason why he couldn't be on the bench against Real Madrid. Because he'd, like, he'd have like another four or five days of training before that game, wouldn't he? So he could have like 10 days of first team training with, with the players if they put him back in tomorrow, which we, was a possibility. We better not be getting him back fit with the, you know possible involvement in the Madrid game and then he goes away in, in the international break and plays international football. Oh, they can't be letting there's, him go. Yeah, there's no way that can't. should be happening. I think that'll yeah, be they can't soon. be letting him uh, go when he's Just yeah. on the subject of Diaz, did you see that like where his kid brother missed a penalty for Porto? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. In the, the kids' Against Champions the League. Yeah, that's mad that like. And then um, all hell broke loose. It was a bit of a kick yeah. yeah. It was funny because like, you watch the highlights of it and like, you see... Like the they lad it's the bar with with a penalty, which means he needed to score to keep them in it, and he hits the bar. So everyone runs over to Harvey Davis, like celebrating with him, and they're all celebrating. And then you just see like a few of them like looking over in the other direction, and they realise Ben Doak's over there, like surrounded by like the whole fucking Porto squad. And you can just catch like it, when the camera pans over, you can see at least two of them throwing punches at him. And he's just in the middle of it, surrounded. And then everyone goes like running over to to try and like calm it down. And then Ben Doak walks away, and he's got like a a bloody lip. Um, two of their players got sent off, and and I think Kumas got sent off for us after the game. But yeah, they're through, and they play Sport in Lisbon in in uh, the next round, which I think is the quarters. Uh, not sure, but you know some of our players who are eligible for that are not even playing. Bajetic could be playing in that. That's how mad it is. That's how like how young he is. He's, I think he's still got another year where he could be playing in like the kids' Champions League. It's mad that because you've just mentioned Ben Doak there, and like it doesn't seem that long ago where we were kind of pinning our hopes on him for the rest of the season a bit, weren't we? There, yeah, there was then, a time yeah. Where, then everyone came back from injury. That's what I mean. That, yeah, that yeah. just shows you how important it is to get obviously the the main men back. I'd still like to see him involved a little bit though between now and the end of the season. You're know, just bringing him on off the, off the bench the last. He's going to struggle now though so. with the options. Yeah, he's he is. He looks like. Not, Carvalho's getting picked on the bench ahead of him now as well, like where he wasn't a few weeks ago. So yeah. maybe he's improved in training or whatever. I don't know, but um, 
yeah, it's just we, we've got a lot of options now. It's it, There's players who can't even make the bench now because we've got people fit. We've still got Thiago to come back as well. Uh, he's I don't think he's back anytime soon, though, by, based on what Klopp said last week. He said like he's just doing rehab, but Diaz is, is like out on the grass training with a ball and he'll be back with the team soon. So that'd be a massive boost. Like, you know, we go to Bernabeu and we're like, we're 3 0 up and we just need that extra goal and we can bring Diaz on for the last 15. <laughs> no, I, just, I can't wait to have him back. Week. Can't wait to have him back. Because, you know, I've been saying all season if Darwin's not playing, I don't want to watch us. That changes if Diaz is involved. You know, it's like he's he's like that spark as well, that unpredictable, explosive player. Street he can do fighter. Something. Yeah, yeah, just I think like he he really makes a massive difference to us. But he's gonna have his way cut out getting in the team based on that today. It's what you want though, isn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah rightly so. Yeah. So we'll finish it off. If you've got to pick a man of the match, and it's not easy because you could basically give it to pretty much anyone. Who who are you going for with your man of the match then? No. No, all day for me. Um, I'm really torn between Mo and Robbo Um, and I want to throw Fabinho in the mix as well but Cody's in the mix for me as well really impressed me I've I've got to go Mo two goals two assists got to be Mo gets the record yeah it's Mo it's Mo for me I think I think it's Mo and the only reason I'd be talking myself out of it is because you kind of take him for granted and you're looking at other players and going, oh, he was brilliant, I'd give it to him, but really, it was Mo. He was the best player on the pitch today, I think. Monty's fuming listening to this, isn't he, yeah. tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't even know how to wrap this up because I'm still just like... I don't know. It's like, did that I feel a happen? bit of, in the days about it. I don't, yeah. know about you. I don't like, feel like yeah. we've done it justice. I don't feel like we're as euphoric as we should be, but it's because it's well, not. It's because really... me and Brownie weren't too pissed this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I did think, like, you know, it's it's a lot more low key than, like, the old Trafford pod. So, uh, yeah. any new listeners who've, who've not been around that long, go back and listen to the, the like, the 5 0. Uh, Old Trafford pod because that was that was fucking legendary. Rowdy. That. that was proper rowdy. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have to be a bit more humble now, don't we? On the back of this season, whereas that year yeah. we knew we knew what was coming, didn't we? That, that so, pod yeah. was so out of control. We had to do a follow up with like <laughs> with talk other people about the game. where we could talk like <laughs> sensibly about the game, like properly analyse it because like that one was just a bit wild. I just remember you started doing an intro, and me and him just started shouting you I down. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. We'll wrap that one up then. Uh, I don't think we've done it justice because how can you do that justice? Fucking seven 0 against United. It is hard to to just take it in that that actually happened. Uh, it's going to be one of them days tomorrow though, where you're just soaking up every little bit of content. I'll be like scouring yeah. through Twitter, looking for clips what, and stuff. Rewatching and, the full ninety yeah, minutes. Just and all watching of that. it, just yeah. lapping it all up. I'll no be work fucking done pestering like the, the club's social media account like where's fucking inside Anfield come on hurry up hurry up <laughs> yeah. where is it it's one of those where you, you just save it at all like so tonight I'll watch match of the day two which probably already well it will have already started uh, so I'm going to watch that once the pod's posted up and then tomorrow it'll just be like every bit of content that I can get hold of like so yeah Same. happy days it's been a bad season but you know things are looking up and onwards and upwards <laughs> onwards and upwards Jill said like if we beat Arsenal at home and he's like I'll forgive everything the rest of it that's gone before <laughs> since we beat Arsenal and I, I was thinking that coming was out of the game that. today I said to John I was like after this today 
if we do beat Arsenal at home, I'll forgive everything as well. It's like, yeah, forget all that, doesn't matter. I'm all right now. So, yeah, it's one of those. Looks like we're, uh, we're back in business. Hopefully we follow it up with a win next week against Bournemouth. If we do that, then I think we can say, yeah, we've turned that corner and, you know, onwards and upwards. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon. best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom <laughs> Ooh, what was this it was really good <laughs>